0: Expressed to you to take your Bibles take some time and Search this You know the Recordings are available. I'm now putting things on Facebook the week after trying to anyway The recordings are in video audio uh, Dave can make them in CDs however, you would need them I can print the notes once we're... I I can start bringing notes back. I, I intend to at some point. But I can't search it for you. You have to. That responsibility is on you as a believer to search the Word. If I had any... Big word for the whole body of Christ. I was in a meeting and a brother was talking about strategy to reach the world. Or maybe to reach younger people. I can't remember the whole setting. But the Lord just rose up in me and said, it's my word. The strategy with God hasn't changed. The strategy with man sometimes changes, but the strategy with God Hasn't changed. He's the same. And and His Word, He sent His Word to heal them. And His Word is the answer to everything. It's God's answer. When we're looking for an answer, it's in His Word. We may not understand the Word at times, but the answer's in His Word, and if we will come sit before the Lord he will give us understanding and we have to sit for his understanding to come forth well we've been in Ephesians 1 and we're going to move back into uh, Exodus in a moment but in Ephesians 1 just to catch our minds up he said you know Paul's praying and I've read this several times in the last few weeks but paul's praying that the eyes of their understanding might be enlightened that we would know the hope of his calling in verse 18 and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power to us were believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but that which is to come. And have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. The head to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. The church which is his body. And he fills it with all things of himself. That's how God fills it. So, what journey we're on is a journey to know all things in Christ. That's our journey. That's a pretty good journey. To know all things in Christ. That's what God has given you. He's made Him your head. That word head is authority. So... The authority toward you is what is in Christ. So the fact that He reigns over death, that's to you. The fact that He reigns over hell, that's to you and me. The fact that He reigns over sin, that's to you and me. He has authority. It's a pretty big thing to understand. That the authority has been given to Christ in heaven and earth. To understand it, to comprehend it, to live in the reality of it, is a pretty big issue. So, to begin to look at this pretty big issue, I want you to flip back in your Bible to the book of Exodus. And verse chapter, well I've got to give you chapter 25 and verse 7. Or verse 8. Verse 8, chapter 25, verse 8. And this is God's mind. And God's mind doesn't change. He says, and they are to make a sanctuary for me. That I may dwell among them. You must make the tabernacle and design all its Furnishings according to the pattern I show you in the mount. So, God says in speaking to the children of Israel, and we're going to, as we define the church that is His body, we're going to go back and look at the children of Israel. Because the children of Israel is representative of what God did in Christ. So, when God brought them out of Egypt, he wasn't just bringing them to the land of Canaan as much as he was bringing them to himself. That he would dwell among them. That was the mind and heart of God. And if believers could get a hold of that, that the salvation in Christ is is that God would be within you. And we're going to look how the type and shadow, the testimony, your Bible's really divided in a testimony and a reality. Two covenants, and one covenant is a testimony. It's speaking of what God is going to do. It's setting forth a pattern. It's setting forth through types and shadows. The plan and the purposes of God. And the other side of it is the reality or the fulfillment. So so you have a testimony in your Bible. A covenant that testifies of something coming. And then you have a covenant that is a covenant of fulfillment and reality. And and what Christians don't understand is that they've moved from a testimony to a reality. You moved in the person of Jesus Christ. Your moving is in the in and through the person. So Exodus 15, 16 it says. And I believe this is where they crossed the Red Sea. And it says here in verse 16, terror and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of your arm, they are motionless as stone until your people pass over, O Lord, until the people pass over whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance The place, O Lord, which you have made for your dwelling. The sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Exodus, just going back a couple verses to verse 13 of that same chapter. With loving devotion. You will lead the people you have redeemed with your strength. You will guide them to your holy dwelling. And then one more place in Exodus twenty-three, twenty. Behold, I am sending an angel before you to protect you along the way. Notice this, along the way. And to bring you to the place I have prepared so so God when God delivered Israel from Egypt, he had a determined purpose. He didn't just deliver them to be delivered, he had a determined purpose, and everything he did, There was a determined purpose. And it was to come to His holy dwelling. To the place He prepared. That He would dwell among them. That they would take on His name. That's what He says throughout the Old Covenant. That He's brought a people out for His name. That means His identity. A name is an identity. It speaks of who you are. So, you know, when you know somebody by their name, you know who they are. It's a specific identity. So, God was taking a people out for his specific identity that he would be identified in them. All right? That's what he was doing in Old Covenant Israel. And he was setting that forth in the earth because his mind was toward that from the beginning. When he made man and he breathed the breath of life in the man, God's mind was toward his purpose from the beginning. He never stopped moving toward his purpose. Never. So John 1. We may roll back to Exodus 23 in a moment, but John 1 for a moment. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So God doesn't change, does he? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same was in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning. The same mind, the same determined purpose that he had was in the beginning. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And I wanted to jump over into something, but I'm going to let it alone, because I'll sidetrack myself. So, (laughs) Calvin looked at me and smiled. Verse 11. Flip down to verse 11. I stopped myself, Calvin. Verse 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word... Was made flesh. Okay. God's mind. The same. We just talked about that. That was in the beginning. That was with God. And was God. Was made flesh. And dwelt. This word dwelt. Is tabernacle. And tabernacled among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So when you go back to these scriptures in Exodus, and God desired a place to dwell, He desired a tabernacle, a temple. Here it is. The Word was made flesh. God was tabernacled among men. In fact, the Bible speaking of Jesus says, His name shall be called what? Emmanuel, meaning God with us. So now God was no longer tabernacled in that old covenant tent. He was now tabernacled in the man, Jesus Christ That's where he was tabernacled. Okay? Jesus told you that. In in the gospels he said the father in me The father that is in me that's tabernacled in me he does the works What he says more than once, he he said, he that sent me is with me. I am not alone. He that sent me is with me. Paul writes, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God was where? Behind the Milky Way, while Jesus reconciled the world. No. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, to the same thought He had in the beginning. To the same mind he had in the beginning. He never changed his mind. He never came up with a different idea. He was always looking to dwell in man. When he created man. God's mind was to dwell in man. Now. Now. I'm going to go back through Scripture we read last week because I think it's very important for you to see it. And I'm going to take my time. In verse, back in Exodus 23, I'm going to read this. You don't have to turn there. You can turn to John 14, but I'm going to read this to you. He said, Behold, I am sending an angel before you to protect you along the way and to bring you to the place. Lord, I see that by the Spirit. I have prepared. That angel speaking of Christ. Because Jesus comes along and says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father. But, by me. He's how we get to the place that God prepared. God was in Christ. Tabernacled among us. Let's keep that thought and go to John 14. John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. Verse 1. We're just going to read this chapter or most of it. We'll see how much. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me and my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place, mark this in your heart, for you. A place. Well, we just read in Exodus. A place. Did we not just read that in Exodus? That God was going to bring you to the place He has prepared. Here Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. This word mansion. It means abode or dwelling place. If you look it up, it's actually a dwelling place. Look it up and see if I'm telling you the truth. That's what it means. does not mean literal mansions. It means a dwelling place and abode. You can call it a mansion if you want. Because it's the house of God. Okay, so you can call it a mansion. Maybe it's a good thing to call it. Because it's filled with the riches and treasures of Christ. But here we go. So, And he says, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. If I go and prepare the place, I'm going to come and bring you to where I am. Said. That you may be there too. And where I go, whither I go, where I go, you know. And the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know what you're talking about. Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I'm the way, Thomas. And I'm the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm it. If you know me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, from right now on, you know him. And you've seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Satisfies me. Jesus said, Have I been so long with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? He that have seen, he that have seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us? The Father. Why do you now ask to see the Father? If you've seen me, Jesus said, you have seen the Father. And then he says, Believest thou not, I am in the Father. And the Father in me. The words I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, He does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Now I'm going to stop you here. We're going to go back back up to verse 2. I go to prepare a place for you. Verse 3, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Verse 10, where does he say he's at in verse 10? I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. I'm the way, the truth, see, see the issue was coming to the Father. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. And the Father's in me and I'm in the Father. That's the place folks, that's the place. It's not over there in glory land, it's the Father. That's what Jesus is talking about, I'm going to bring you to the Father. Glory to God. If I go to prepare it, I will come and receive you to myself that where I am, you will be also. Keep reading. Verse 12. Verily, verily I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto the Father. And... I taught on this last week on Zoom, on the greater works. I'm not going to sidetrack here this morning. It's, uh, it, it'll be on an audio file on the podcast. But, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you how long? Forever. And this other comforter is the spirit of truth. Now who's the truth? I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm going to give you another comforter who's the spirit of truth, who's the spirit of me. (laughs) Whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not. Neither knows him. But you know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Who was dwelling with them? Jesus was. God had dwelt with Israel actually since the cloud and the fire. He was God among them. And he come in the form of Emmanuel, the Lord Jesus Christ. And here Jesus says that the spirit of truth, was going to be in them. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come. What did he say up above? I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and replace, prepare a place, I will come. Again. Now, down here. See, this is the same conversation, this isn't two different conversations. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more. But you see me. How how in the world can I see him and the world not see him? How is that possible? But you see me because I live, you shall live also. At that day, mark this day, At that day you shall know I am in my Father. Where are you at? In me. And I in you. This is the place he was going to prepare. This is it. This is where you were not. Ephesians 2 says you were without God. In the world. Here's what he went to do. Bring you to himself. That where I am, and he tells you in verse 10 where he's at, he says, I am in the Father, and the Father's in me. What changed him from from what he said in verse 10 to verse 20? Something changed. When the Spirit of Truth comes, he says he's going to guide you into all truth. But he says, Because see him not, neither know him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you, the Spirit of truth is going to be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while in the world see me no more, but you see me, because I live, you shall live also. At that day you'll know when the Spirit of truth comes, you're going to know. I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved in my Father, and I will love him and will manifest or show myself to him. Now watch what Judas says. Judas said, if I am not a scurit, Lord, how is it that you will manifest thyself to us and not to the world jesus answered him jesus gives him an answer and said if a man love me he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode our mansion that's the same word that was interpreted mansion, we will make our abode, our tabernacle, our house with him. This is the place that God wants you to understand. This is it. It Is I'm in you and you're in me. That's it. This is the place right right so so we now have come to this place, just like Israel went from Egypt to Canaan. And they went to a place where God was in their midst. They went from Egyptian bondage to God was in their midst that they would dwell among the word of God. This was speaking of what God was going to do in Christ. That he was going to tabernacle in you. And to you see that as his purpose? This is His divine purpose. Let them build me a tabernacle that I might dwell among them. That's God's purpose. And when you get into Him dwelling among you, 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 you're going to take the the cap off of the Bible, so to speak. The cover off of it. Because His dwelling among you is in His mind, His thought, His nature, His character. You're going to know who He is because He's going to unveil Himself to you. So, so the first part is to get your heart to understand that He's in you. And you are in Him. That you've changed places. You didn't change places by a rocket ship or by an airplane. How you changed places was through the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's how you changed the place. You didn't get up like Egypt did and walk out of, or like Israel did and walk out of Egypt and walk to Canaan. How you get to this place is walk through the Lord Jesus Christ, and when you begin to walk through the Lord Jesus Christ, you will come out of Adam, and you will come into Christ. You will come into a new place, and a new day, and you'll begin to walk where you've never walked before. And you don't have to take a rocket ship to do it. And this is what God is after. But to establish our hearts right here, one last place today Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Verse 13. Or, sorry, verse 11. So I told you you went from one place to another place. Watch verse 11 to 13. Wherefore remember that in time past, wherefore remember that you in time past were Gentiles in the flesh, in the past time, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, all right, here here it is. You were without Christ, you were Gentiles in the flesh, but now in Christ Jesus. You who were far off are made nigh. How? By the blood of Christ. For he's our peace, who have made both one and have broken down the middle wall partition between us. He made Jew and Gentile one in the body of his death. So he took Jew and Gentile both into his death. And he came and preached peace to you which were far off. That was the Gentile. And to them that were nigh. That was the Jew. For through him we both have access. By one spirit unto the Father. So the Jew doesn't have a special way. And the Gentile have a special way. That's hogwash. We both have access by one spirit. One way. To the Father. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God. Remember what Jesus said, In my Father's house are many dwellings. You're of the household of God. You're now of the household. And are built, you're what? Built? upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets jesus christ being the chief cornerstone i got a brother that kids around he says see he was an indian he was chief cornerstone but anyway so you're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the stone you're built on. You're built on Him. In whom? All the building. All the mansion. Here's the building. In my Father's house are many mansions, many dwellings. Here's the building in whom all the building that's built upon the stone is fitly framed together. It's fitted and framed in Him. And it grows to a holy temple in the Lord in whom you are building together for a habitation of God by the Spirit. See, here God ain't dwelling in a building beside you, like He did with Israel. He's not dwelling in a building that they couldn't enter into, that they could look out on the outside and see the smoke and the fire and the cloud enter the building. He's dwelling in you. But He's dwelling in you according to the person of Jesus Christ. He isn't just dwelling in you any old way. See, this is where the building part happens with you. First off, you understand He's in you. Then, He begins to come or appear where He's at. So we're going to crack open, hopefully, in the next year or two, these words coming and the comings of the Lord. But He appears where He is. He's in you. He's in you. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, the world won't see Me anymore, but you will see Me. You're going to see Me by the Spirit. Because He's going to unveil Him. But see, till your heart turns there, To your heart turns there, this thing, what I'm saying to you this morning, will, will frustrate you. And It will frustrate you because you've been taught everything else. That's why it frustrates you, because of what you've been taught, what I was taught. But when he becomes the teacher, see, who wants to teach you is God himself. I can tell you what God's shown me. I can tell you what He said to me. But He has to show you. See, even if you you say, Brother Wayne, I believe everything you're saying. And you don't see it yourself. It ain't doing you a lot of good. It's when the Spirit of God takes His Word and shows it to you. And see, this is what costs you i'm going to talk to you just a few more minutes and we're done what costs you is you have to lose your life okay. that means what you think till he teaches you as one of the greatest liberties i've ever had in the lord is realizing he can actually teach the book he actually wrote through the hands of men. And he, he actually is powerful enough, smart enough, capable enough to teach you what he wrote and what he spoke through the hands of men. And when he begins to teach you that, you'll see every line, line upon line, precept upon precept, declares Christ. You come to a place where you realize it's declaring him. And then you'll come to a place and realize it's declaring him in union with you if you're his body. Because he's after expression in the earth. That's what Israel was a picture of was God expressed. That's why they had the word of God in their midst. That's why they were circumcised. That's why all those things happened. Because they were a picture of God being expressed in the earth. Because he created there for his glory. He didn't create it for man's glory. He created it for his own glory. So he desires expression through his inheritance. And that's why he pulled out of the earth. In the natural and inheritance to give him expression to the world. That's what the church is. His expression to the world. It's not a building on the street. It's not even the gathering you go to. The church gathers in buildings. The church gathers. The church preaches. The church does all these things. But you can't define the church by the building on the street. That's a poor definition of the church. And unfortunately, that's the definition of most believers is that is the church, the building they go to. Paul said the church is his body, the fullness of him that fills all of it with all of himself. Now that's a whole different definition. Than what man has put on it. And that's what God is working in my heart. And I think that's what your heart's after. Is to be an expression of Christ. You know a lot of us have heard for years we're dead. Our life is hid with Christ and God. So our hearts are after that expression. Let me express Him. Let me be His Visible manifestation in the earth. Well, I'm done here this morning. Any comments or questions?